Welcome to the Lead Up Leadership Podcast. Hear from rising leaders and seasoned leaders across various industries to see about their leadership journey and how you can level up your leadership game. Here's your host, Renato G. Lead up! All right, we are back with another episode of the Lead Up Leadership Podcast. Um, very excited about this, this individual. I've been a uh, an admirer and a fan from far away in terms of all the things that he's involved in. This guy's a young rising leader in the community, not only in Sacramento, uh, but in Davis. Um, so I want to introduce uh, none other than Alejandro Galicia. Welcome to the show. How you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate being on it. Of course, Thank of you. course. And before we get into talking about all the things that you're involved in, all the um, things that you're creating, um, could you just share a little bit about who you are, your background, maybe a little bit about kind of your story and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess first and foremost, uh, the very first city I grew up in was um, San Fernando Valley down in SoCal. So I stayed there until like seventh grade. So I, I got all into the culture, right? I was, a, uh, I skated, I um I helped out my parents with work and stuff like that. Uh, and then we had to move because, you know, rent prices is really, it's really tough in LA. So we ended up making a weird decision of, you know, moving six hours up uh, to Sacramento. That's where, you know, I went to Jackman and then I went to Valley. Um, but I think the single most defining feature of my childhood was always work, right? Like, like constant work, whether it was, you know, selling corn, selling ice cream, selling, you know, whatever we, we had on that. Um, I think that was the biggest single most defining feature. Cause like at 13 or even nine, I was already, you know, I was a cashier <laughs> at 13. I was my own boss at 15. I was purchasing equipment. Right. Um, so, you know, being able to understand a, the value of a dollar uh, and how much effort it takes to earn one. Yeah. That's huge, man. And, um, now, right, you're a third-year student at UC Davis. Shout out to the Aggies, my alma mater. Um, and man, you've, you know, since the time I've uh, kind of met you in passing, right, through different events, you know, through Improve Your Tomorrow, IYT, um, just always seeing you involved in some sort of leadership capacity and it just has continued to grow over time. And we're going to talk about also um, your experience with MBK, right, My Brother's Keeper, and kind of your, your moment with Mr. Obama, um, but before we get to there, could you share a little bit about just some of the things that you're currently involved in um, and uh, talk about your recent project also with the DSI? No, yeah, for sure. Um, well, you know, let's spend a little time on IYT itself. Okay. Uh, hey. Like I, any space I go, I, I got to yeah. rep the brotherhood, you know, because yeah. um, like, I, you know, I always say that like the person you've seen right now, it wasn't the one that, you know, Michael Lynch had a talk into uh, joining <laughs> IYT, uh -huh. um, or even my, you know, my my two best friends, Kishan and, and Juan. They they talked to me and they signed me down. Like, hey, join this. Like, it's, it's yeah. gonna be a cool program. Shout out to Kishan and Juan. Hey, shout out to Kishan. <laughs> yeah, and what? Um, nah, but uh, IYT is the single reason why you know I, I even consider going to college and mm -hmm. and being able to have the resources on hand to. You know, hey, step up, be a leader, and, and be able to, you know, push forward. So, you know, anytime I'm in any space, I, I got to rep that, right? Mm -hmm. um, but for the current work I'm doing, 
I'm a little, I'm a little involved with, with the bit, right? Uh, yeah. And yeah, the statewide, I, I'm involved. I'm a board member with Mentor California, so mm-hmm. that enables me to, you know, scale up the, that organization mm-hmm. and provide, you know, thought leadership around supporting mentoring programs across the state, servicing, you know, thousands of students, um, students that like are were like me, right? Uh, you know, it took one mentoring relationship with one caring adult for me for me to be able to take the extra step and go to college. You know, join a, a nonprofit board, join uh, different opportunities on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, locally in Sacramento, I'm, I'm heavily involved with uh, with STEM opportunity programs, meaning that, uh, you know, my passion in, in middle school was always STEM, right? It was always mm-hmm. computer science. Um, learning HTML at, at like 13 or 12. I, I don't know. It really captivated me before I met sports. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, that that little passion never left me, even though my environment politicized me. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about, you know, quote unquote, the streets or when we talk about even school, you know, these are systems that politicize you, whether you want it or not. So there's punitive punishments on, on, on school campuses or, uh, you know, as your homies on the streets, whether you know, you're feeling proud that you you made it out or you're feeling guilty for leaving those behind. Um, so that's kind of the thing I'm doing with DSI is where I'm providing an opportunity for youth uh, to get a programmable robot, learn code from undergraduate and, and master candidates um, to be able to have a, a restorative justice approach to, to STEM. Because oftentimes STEM has been a place of, of trauma and, and shame um, and that's not because of our own fall or inability to engage in those spaces. And when I say us, I mean, people of color, um, but that's a, you know, that's a lack in, in the system that's, that's not providing us with, you know, cultural, uh, cultural specific, uh, curriculum and, and trauma informed. Um, and that's something I want to change. And, you know, I, I like to think we're the, the frontier of, uh, innovative practices for, for STEM education. Um, it's all free of charge. We're partnered up with uh, the Donald A. Strauss Foundation uh, to, you know, be able to fund this off. And even with IYT, you know, y'all provide a Zoom login, y'all provide, uh, you know, critical TA support. Um, so I, I'm just excited to, you know, be able to, you know, serve 100 youth um, yeah. throughout this year uh, and all free of charge. And then just providing them an opportunity to explore what they like. Uh, we do, you know, two week. Uh, virtual camps. We do mini hackathons. Uh, we're planning a, a community hackathon in May where uh, we'll nice. be inviting, um, you know, professional computer scientists, whether it's, you know, undergrads, master candidates, or, mm-hmm. or folks already in the field uh, to come on and, 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 and register alongside the team, but with a small twist that uh, within their team, they have to take on two youth. So the youth are able to get that immersive experience of, of a professional or um, collegiate level programmers and just see how they how they act, how they problem solve, how to create those programs that mm-hmm. are, you know, are leading and changing systems, whether that's tech, philanthropy or, or nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then recently I actually got into philanthropy. So mm-hmm. with the Sierra Health Foundation, um, and I can't see the grant because <laughs> right, right. Uh, we're still in the midst. So I'm an external reviewer. Uh-huh. Uh, and that enables me to um, be able to inform how or where things get funded, right? Mm-hmm. So that enables me to, you know, look at a, at a grant proposal of a million dollars and, and be able to 
a evaluate it um be able to uh you know advocate on behalf of youth like is this grant um providing youth compensation youth incentives is it all going to staff whether that's that's completely viable right that that's fair uh nonprofits need the 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 capacity building but you know oftentimes when you're serving youth you also got to pay youth mm -hmm. um so that's that's an exciting part that i, I get to do with uh philanthropy um and on student and my campus community I'm, I'm really you know my heart my my identity is within the immigrant community mm -hmm. uh i think it took me a long time to be able to um come to terms with it and be able to mm -hmm. be brave enough and proud enough to to advocate on behalf of my community um so now on campus i, I get to lead a, a a community um a, a certain a certain government community entirely dedicated to providing basic needs services for undocumented students and AB 540 students. Exactly. Whether that's books, supplies, cap and gowns, undergraduate to post-dictorial gowns, um, and even scholarships, my, my mm -hmm. much needed resources uh, to do so. And, you know, you know I, I've been blessed to have incredible partners and, and being able to pass um, a fund where we were able to give well like fifty thousand dollars away for in wow. scholarships to like students. I think mm -hmm. that's incredible, right? Uh, you know, being yeah. able to be a liaison and and student government, but also being able to you know prove and deliver on on that promise. Yeah, that's great, man. And it's just uh, amazing to hear all the things that you're doing. And again, it's it's funny if you, I don't know if you probably do recall because it just happened last week when we were on that call with some of the students and I think you hopped on about like halfway and then there was a student, a first year student who was like, hey, are, are you Alejandro from, from Valley and did you play baseball? And Hey, shout he out to the like, brother. Yes, shout out to the brotherhood. Um, and he was like, bro, I looked up to you, man. Like you were a Latino man playing baseball. You were super involved in a lot of things and man, I looked up to you. And for me, that was like, you know, obviously super organic moment and just like, wow, like, that's amazing. Um, and, you know, you were just like, man, I hope, hopefully I can live up to that, right? And, and for me, my next question to you, as you talked about your community involvement, uh, and as, you know, the, the point and purpose behind these podcasts really to share knowledge, information, and some experiences that can help other people, right? Especially young leaders uh, like yourself. How has community involvement impacted your leadership and how could it potentially impact uh you know positively i would say uh someone else's leadership no i, I think for me community is at the heart of my leadership you know mm. being able to be as at service to somebody or to something um i think that's at the core of my definition of being a leader um and then when we're talking about that brother right like yeah like he <laughs> sees me in a completely different light than i, I even see myself Right. Or I saw myself in high school, like I, I never would have thought that like a brother would have, you know, shown interest or, or even looked up to me, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, whether you're, quote unquote, a leader or, or in spaces of, of power, you know, being able to, you know, challenge and, and provide an opportunity for those who, who look up to you. You know, mm -hmm. like on the chat, I was like, hey, brother, like, here's my number. If yeah. anything comes up, you text me. Yeah. And then if he texted me, you know, I'll, I'll make him set up a time, but like a week from now. So being able to, you know, deliver on, on time, being able to, you know, stay committed to the, to the grant. Cause oftentimes when you're reaching out to folks, mm -hmm. you know, it, it takes a follow-up, right? It, oh, it yeah. takes those different <laughs> things. So being able to oh, provide yeah. that learning experience to everybody you come with, 
um, I think is Cree. And when you're involving in this community um, leadership roles, mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes the biggest thing is, is being able to provide those resources you didn't have. Yeah. Whether those resources uh, are opportunities or, or uh, you know, challenges. So as a youth, I, I've never been challenged. As, as a youth, mm -hmm. I never had the opportunity to to do more than than what was asked of me. And what was asked of me was very little, right? Uh, so when I when I encounter or when I enter spaces of community, I, I often challenge. You know, I, I often provide those opportunities to to grow and you know fail. You know, oftentimes the biggest lesson is is not being able to complete a test, right? Like mm -hmm. why couldn't you? What could you do better? Constantly being on the grind to do uh, to do more. Mm -hmm. uh, but with the small uh, pivot that you know we do live in systems that ask too much of us. Mm. Uh, and being able to you know take a step back and, and relax not that i do such a great job at it right mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know when we're boys and men of color um you know we had to do more and we we had to do a lot more than than others right mm -hmm. um but you know disregarding the health isn't one of those that we yeah. should prioritize yeah man Just dropping gems right now man and um speaking of boys and men of color and opportunities you actually had an opportunity. I don't know if it was a year or two years ago now, time has flown by, but you actually got an opportunity to not only meet Obama, but actually ask a question, right? Could you recall a little bit about that experience and kind of like, yeah, what was going through your mind? How, how, yeah, talk to us about that, man. Man, like the night before I slept like a baby, right? Like I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting this. I, I slept good. I, I woke up yeah. good. I, I was feeling like the type of, well, I wasn't even feeling the type of world. I was just feeling at the time I, I, I thought it was numbness. Okay. But I feel like now looking back, I was just like on it. Right. Like, mm -hmm. like I know what to do. I know my question. I know what I need to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would just focus. Mm -hmm. And then the idea there was like thousands of people in auditorium, which was, you know, two stories high. It was, <laughs> like that for me I, i'm looking back i was 17 wow right I, yeah I, I was yeah i was 17 or 18 and then to mm. be able to do that in front of that many like people yeah. like I, yeah. I, I remember back when the first time michael lynch asked me to speak at a at a small uh, community uh event yeah but i tell you i stutter i have a problem with like i stutter yeah like i couldn't get my words out i was red and being able to go from that kid to being mm. able to ask President Obama a straight answer, you know, adding a little a little joke to it. Yeah, little, I remember that. Yeah, like, environment to it. Uh, being able to shout out my community, my my community being able to be receptive. Mm -hmm. uh, I I think it's it's a big difference, but you know, it's a testament to to others giving me the opportunity to challenge and fail yeah. uh, from the start. If I didn't have, if that was my very first opportunity speaking oh my god yeah, right, national right, right. news that that was never gonna leave me but you know i i think you no know, it's surreal like i really met obama right like I, I really got to stand on the same stage as him and you know steph curry too i have a picture with them right um, i was on the now this so there was like millions of people that i saw it yeah. i was like on national television it was it, it's surreal like you know being able to come from like the environment we come from it just mm -hmm. like it still doesn't feel real yeah, man. And I love where you're going with this because, you know, in people in those maybe maybe moments or experiences or, you know, potential positions, uh, that level of success can get to their head, right? Can 
um, you know, can impact them maybe potentially negatively, right? And, you know, when you, when you talk about that, obviously you, you seem very grateful and still very humble. Like, how do you continue to, you know, with such accolades, right? And different things that you're being involved in, how do you continue to stay grounded? And how can other people stay grounded and not get so carried away with maybe moments like that, if that makes sense? No, yeah. Uh, man, I, I think that's, that's just rad, right? Like, like you know, I, like in middle school, like I was, I was, no, no, elementary, I was bullied because my, my parents were, were corn people, right? You like, said you were they, a bully? So I was bullied in elementary. Oh, in you were elementary. bullied. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I was, no, nah, no, nah, I was, I was yeah. the one I was being like, bullied. What? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Uh, so I was bullied for for the occupation that my parents engaged with, right? Mm. And then, so I like I would walk out those halls and I would feel ashamed of, of what my parents did. And, and to this day, I feel guilty for ever feeling that, right? Like I cannot be more proud than 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 ever of my parents. And then you know that that grind for 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 a work ethic and and you know to do better never never left, right? So oftentimes. Now, I feel that the presence of ego is the absence of, of a of a work ethic and, and mm. you know of, of a history of of um, you know of struggle. Um, you know, you see, you know, leading figures that, that that come from our our neighborhood, like whether you see LeBron always staying humble or whether asking for his respect, right? Um, right, right. Um, which I think is both valid, right? Like you can have confidence and demand your respect, mm -hmm. but still being humble enough to know that you know there's still more to learn. Yeah. Uh, there's still more to to gain. Um, and I think for me, uh, my my humility comes from my parents, but it also comes from from the feeling of guilt at those that are still behind me. Right. Like mm -hmm. there's still so much more than I could do that. You know, I'm one of, of thousands of boys and men of color. Yeah. Uh, and if you look at the statistics, I'm, I'm what, like a part of the 20 something percent that was able to go to college like mm. within the the teen percent of of the that was able to go to a uc like mm -hmm. that just sad i i think that's sad i should not be an anomaly mm -hmm. i should be you know part of the the staple right right so i, th I think that's where it comes from for me yeah man i love that answer staying humble and i love what you said about the ego um absence of work ethic man that's yeah that's huge um and as you continue to stay humble and know that there's more to learn. How do you personally um, stay motivated and how do you stay on top of your game with all that you got going on, right? Being a full-time student and all the different things that you're going, how do you stay on top of that and still uh, find the capacity to learn and grow? Hmm. Man, like I'm telling you, like the biggest lesson my parents ever gave me was uh, work ethic. Right, like that was the biggest mm -hmm. value they placed on me. Like I, you know, at nine I was a like a full time cashier. At thirteen I was I, I was my my own boss. At, at fifteen I was buying equipment. Mm -hmm. So I think that I just never left. Like there's no day I I, I feel I feel uncomfortable going like taking a day off. Like I feel like there's mm -hmm. something to do. Like I, which isn't right. <laughs> I should be able to relax, mm -hmm. right? But uh, <laughs> that's just how I, I grew up with. Yeah. Uh, you know the constant struggle of of doing and working. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, lately I've been finding motivation in, in others that, that look up to me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like recently there was folks over the summer that were asking me for, you know, informational videos and informational interviews. Yeah. You know, being able to just, you know, at this point of 
<laughs> right. Of life, being able to have enough knowledge that others want to learn from me, right? I think yeah. I think it's an incredible and humbling experience. Like, damn, like you really want to know something for me? Like mm-hmm. I was in middle school getting overlooked <laughs> by teachers when I was raising my hands. Wow. And now folks are are emailing me to to schedule the time to learn from me. Mm-hmm. I think that transition is, is beautiful. Um and I think that that pushes me to do better and to mm-hmm. live up to that, right? Like the brother, you know, mm-hmm. he was looking up to me from high school. And right. I just hope like I live up to it. Like I, I you know, there there's been folks that disappointed me mm-hmm. and I don't want to be those folks. Um and I think the the last thing I wanna bring up with that is that when I did the Obama thing, mm-hmm. nothing within me changed aside mm-hmm. from believing more of me. But how my community saw me, how the people surrounding me saw me, completely mm-hmm. changed. Wow. Like they, they expected a lot more from me. And I think that they continue to drive drive me. Um, I'm in a position where I have like a certain amount of privilege now to to do the work I, I get to do to be able to have comfort. Uh, to do that that work um mm-hmm. so that that always pushes me to do more because there's others that that w- that would do an amazing and even better job than i yeah but there's certain life circumstances that, that prevents them from doing that so yeah. while i have this privilege i better use it yeah that's huge man everything you're saying man is just spot on and just makes me have a better understanding of just you know how you're wired and the, just you know your experiences and uh, just a lot of respect for you man and i love how you talked about you know, the people behind you, right? This next generation and even your peers, right? Because you're what, 20, 20 years yeah, old, right? 20. Yeah. 20, right? You just turned 20. It was your birthday yeah. recently, right? So um, what advice would you give uh, to other young leaders like yourself, you know, whether it's your peers or even the next generation coming behind you? Um, what is something, you know, what advice would you give them? Mm. Close mouths don't get fed, <laughs> mm. right? That... Talk about that. Like that, like I was a shy individual, right? Like, like I would be hesitant to ask for help. I was hesitant to be receptive of that help. I was hesitant to reach out to learn new things. And oftentimes, I place everything on, on top of my shoulders. But you know that that comes from you know I was I was a very angry child. I was very closed off. <laughs> I was very like you know I, I I wasn't the person I am now, right? Like me laughing, yeah. it's yeah. it's a completely new mm-hmm. image than, than who I was, but. And I think, you know, for for people that are like two years younger than me or a couple right. years yeah. younger than me, right? Uh, the biggest thing is always, um, you know, if you need something, ask for it. If you got something to say, say it. Um, I think oftentimes, whether the streets or, or the school system grooms us to believe that our opinions don't matter or mm. that we have nothing to say. But then you come to learn whether you're in community spaces, you know, philanthropy or other things. And we're valued as boys of color. Now we're being seeked out, right? Right, right. Now that, that's a change that we didn't see that when when we were growing up. Uh, so being yeah. able to capitalize on that is key. So mm-hmm. you know, always voice your opinion. Doesn't yeah. matter. That's huge, man. I love it. Close mouths don't get fed. And um, man, as we start, I, I man, I wish we could keep going, but as we kind of wrap up um, this session, um, what's next for you? What are you hoping to? I mean. <laughs> You know, what, what are you hoping to accomplish in the next year, five years? What does that look like for, for Alejandro? It's crazy. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think the most recent thing is just um, 
getting more funding for DSI to continue that another year. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm doing research on the disproportionate distribution of, of grades uh, mm -hmm. within COVID. Uh, so hopefully we could, you know, I'm able to to do that uh, and present on it. Um, but I think just down the line, I, you know, I, I want to go to a master's program. I want to continue learning. I feel like I'm, I'm a lifetime student. Uh, and I don't know, like lately I've been just, like there's been a lot of good in my life lately. There's a lot of blessings that I'm just really grateful for. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I think, you know, I, I just want to serve, right? Like at the end sure. of the day, I just want to be able to um, leave the doors open when I, when I move on to something else. So nice. I think that's always been the guiding thing. That's huge, man. Just saying everything right, Alejandro. <laughs> it, and if people want to uh, email you or set up those informational interviews or just kind of pick your brain, right? Or, you know, just shout you out, just show you some love. Where, how can they do that? Follow me on Twitter. I got Alejandro <laughs> IRL. So Alejandro in real life. I also got um, LinkedIn uh, where you can see my email. Uh, it's, it's the same Alejandro IRL. Um, and then with email, if you want to set up a time, just like Alejandro that Galicia without an A, I at gmail.com, pretty open yeah. to it. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And I guess just cause I feel like you got so much to say, do you have any last words that, you know, whether it's advice or just like a thought that you have, uh, that you just want to put out to the world? Um, yeah. yeah. Don't change yourself for whatever synchronizes you're on. Cause oftentimes as one, as I, I'm speaking to boys, I'm going to color, uh, you know, whether we're in workspaces, we're told that we're not professional enough. You know, when we're in school, we're told we're a little too loud. When we're um, entering different spaces, we're told to be different, change. But I think our value and our self-worth comes into who we are. So don't ever change that. You know, code switch, right? Like, that's a thing. Mm -hmm. But always stay authentic to yourself. Yeah. Yep. I love it, man. Stay authentic to yourself. Alejandro, thank you so much for this amazing session. I'm excited for all the things that you're currently doing and what you're going to be doing in the future. And hopefully, you know, we can do like a follow-up to see, you know, what are you doing now? But <laughs> until then, um, that was another episode of the Lead Up Leadership Podcast with Alejandro Galicia. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Of course.